Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to hey. the damn snack bar. Joe, this is episode 63. Uh, look at us. Yeah. Look at us. So this episode is called A Trip to Death with a Demon Queen. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. Pretty good title. Pretty good, if I if I may pat myself on the back here. Yeah, for you. Yeah, so we are looking at chapters 25 to 27 today of The Red Pyramid. Yes. So, yeah, Joe, thoughts? Okay, so thoughts. Many thoughts. Lots of foreshadowing. A few questions answered. Um, uh, these were detail juicy, yes? Your questions? No, no, no. These, oh, these chapters were oh. detail juicy. I was like, wake up, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, do you, you know what I mean? Were they? As in, we found out a lot of things. Yeah. Yes. There was a lot of dialogue. Yes. There, there wasn't a lot of, like, action. Yes. And there was a lot of brain power. Yes. Being done. I mean, of course, there was Bast being really vague, and there was Thoth being really vague. Yeah. And there was everybody being very vague. Horus being an asshole, and, you know, Isis being a little more chill. Yeah. And it was... But on the other hand, you kind of almost perfectly predicted this episode. Right? Yeah. What was my prediction? <laughs> oh, I wrote them down. <gasps> you did? No, as in when I was reading these chapters, I was like, hang on, Joe said that. Joe said that. Joe said that. Let me go back. Predicted it. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me what that was, because I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So you were right about the um, the little fireballs being recordings. Ah, to cute. Thoth. You yeah. were right about that. Okay. And you were right about the... Um, well, I was like, you said in the last episode that souls. I was like, there's somebody souls because of those hours when they come alive. Yeah, and you said in the last episode that um, you predicted in this episode we'd figure out how to defeat Seth. Yep, yeah. And we were literally told how to defeat Seth. Did I? Did I mention that in this chapter they would eat at some point? I haven't predicted. Yes, that. I did. Great. Well, I was right about that too. <laughs> they yeah, have dinner. That's always the first thing that you that you say. <laughs> well, so, yeah. they have dinner. Thank God. Yeah, okay, so Joe, okay, let's jump straight into chapter 25 then. Okay. We win an all-expenses-paid trip to death. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be doing it, okay. Yeah, you are are doing our recap. Against my better judgment, you may slam poem. What? Oh my god, I don't think I'll slam poem. That's a bit... I need a bit more practice at that. Maybe okay. maybe I should practice through this. This is, a, this is a learning podcast. It is a learning curve this is, for you, Joe. This is a new podcast. Go right ahead. I am giving you free reign. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> because I saw how disappointed you were in the last episode when I wouldn't let you slam poetry I was being, out of the podcast. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Too bad. That's, you're in it now. Okay, so what was the chapter title again? We win an all-expenses-paid trip to death. Trip to death. Okay, so they've just finished battling the tests that Thoth sent them on mm-hmm, and to go get mm-hmm. the magical necklace. They go back... Oh, you give... think they're done? No. <laughs> but they go back and give Thoth his necklace. Yeah, and then yeah. Thoth's like, okay, now I'll answer your questions. They're like, great, what does this book mean? And they're like, oh, this is how to defeat Seth. They're like, we know! What does it say? And he's like, oh, I can't read it. <laughs> it's like, you write it! <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, Sadie can read it, but, like, she has to, like, look at Seth first, and then... Has to be, like, in his it. presence. Yeah. 
and there's multiple ingredients and stuff like that. Yeah. They were like, oh, okay. Um, and so they then they found out that it's literally like the most difficult ingredients to get. For starters, so they found out they need two extra ingredients other than the incantation. Like the other incantation. than... Incantation. Sorry, my brain. What's incantation? Nothing. Okay. Well then, incantation. Inclination is a word? Probably what I was thinking of then. Anyway, um... Yep, so they need the spell, and they need two extra ingredients. One is Set's real name, and they were like... So then they asked... They were like, okay, well, how do we get Set's real name? And they were like, oh, well, you have to ask him. And it's like, well, he's not going to give us his real name. They're like, he was like, Felt was like, yeah, you have to trick him into doing it. So that's one piece of the puzzle. And then the other one was a feather of truth. Uh Uh-huh. Which they have to get from the land of the dead. So, they're off to go see Anubis. Is that who they're going to see? Well, the god of death. Because <laughs> he's the one who judges on the scales. Who's good and who's who's been impish and who's been admirable. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm going to picture Anubis as Dwight Schrute from now on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Good. And also... So this is when Thoth's being really sketchy, and it's and it's like, can you just answer a question? And he's like, ooh, no. Because <laughs> they're like, who? Because the, you know, Carter's like, I found this drawing, and it's of a cat and a serpent, aka lizard boy and Bast fighting lizard for his, fighting for a turn. Lame boy, lame boy. You know, the uh, aka the being of chaos fighting Apophis. <laughs> a pee-pee. A pee-pee. Fighting a cat. And they were like, oh, so this is Bart. And Thoth's like, I don't know. I can't tell you that. <laughs> so they're like, alright, shut up. We'll go find her then. And then they go on a boat cruise. Is that this chapter or the next chapter? On, on, well, they, they get ready to go on a river tour. The boat comes up and they get on. Ta-da! Chapter one. Or chapter 22, whatever it was. 25. 25. <laughs> yeah. That Ta-da. was, um... How'd I do? Was that alright? Very right? good explanation. Yes. Was that good one? Yes. I liked my sassy re- retakes from it. Like, this is already a sassy retake. Retake. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do-over. No? Ah! Joe was just playing with the two. Her book is closed. And she was just playing with the tags no! that she's made. And one of them came out on her finger. And now oh! she doesn't know what it was for. And they had two tags and they were important spots. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Joe's like, this is why we don't tag things. This is why I shouldn't be allowed to play with things. I need a fidget spinner. No, I don't. <laughs> you just hear it whirring in the back of the. In the back of the. <laughs> You're allowed to have a fidget spinner if you call it Bailey. <laughs> Anywho, but as long as you don't sit there going <gasps> as you spin, I would though because I'm calling it Bailey and you told me to. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what we're referencing, oh, you better it's finding, Dory, finding Dory, the beluga whale Bailey, aka Phil from Modern yeah, Family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're heading to the roundabout. Ooh, second exit. <laughs> that's my favourite. Oh, God. Because <laughs> that's obviously how echolocation works. <laughs> it is, Kate. It is highly accurate. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. 
we um Carter starts us off in this chapter. I can't believe I pulled that tag out. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Carter starts us off in this chapter and he's basically bitching because he didn't like being a small helpless lizard and he couldn't get out of the form. And I'm like, you literally laughed at Sadie for not being able to get out of her bird form. Yeah, he laughed, then he was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Sadie didn't laugh at him. No, not at but all. But he finally got a taste of like what it feels like to be not in control of your body. And he was like, yeah, I was like cramped into this little lizard. It was painful and humiliating. And I was like, no, oh, should have dodged. <laughs> you should have ducked when you rolled. I mean, what are you going to Instead do? of weaved. <laughs> you should have ducked, but you weaved. Yeah. So yeah, and they talk about the, um, the Shabdi for a little while. And we find out that, um, oh, because they go back to, to Thoth. But they... Yeah, Thoth basically says, look, I made the Shakti. I'm pretty proud of them, actually. Like, they worked really well. We couldn't exactly have real magicians going after you because, like, we didn't want you to waste away with two magicians. <laughs> yeah. And Carter was like, thank you for believing that I am super sane strong. <laughs> no, no, no. That he was strong enough to oh. get rid of two actual magicians. But he was also like, um, why did you have to send me in the first place? <laughs> like, we like, could have just, we asked just us gone on a treasure to go find <laughs> your magic necklace. Like, that's really. That's all it could have been, you know? <laughs> and should have been. So, yeah. And then Jehudi is like, okay, well, the Shakti makes excellent stunt doubles, so I'm going to keep them, I think. Yeah, it was like, what are you talking about? Uh, that was my best effort. You should be more appreciative. Yeah. And it was like, bin chicken, we don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. And then we find out that the two little fires that um, came out of there... During a fire! <laughs> ...came out of the Shakti were actually recording devices. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, basically... Thoth can go back and watch an instant replay. What I thought was so weird, though, is that for... They, like, they were just little spirit... They were just recording devices. They had so much personality and so much attitude when they were, like, hunting them down. I well, their like, names were, like, Wayne and, like, Jerry or something. Oh, yeah, I was like... Well, that's why I thought they were real magicians, because I was like... They had stupid names. Sorry to anyone named Wayne or Jerry. You have terrible real. names. You have terrible names. <laughs> Like, your parents work The only the person who violent. I appreciate whose name is Wayne is Wayne Wheeler. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. I thought he you were going to say... Wayne that is see, acceptable. when you said Wayne, my brain just went Dwayne, but I was like, <laughs> that's Dwayne. Because it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, so I'm like, yeah. I <laughs> you have to say the whole thing and his nickname in Well, that. that's how I say it in my head. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's about drive. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him on the red carpet, and some fan just started oh, like, yeah. scream singing that song. And he literally like, his was head like, like whipped around. And yeah, he, he whipped around. He was like, "Song, good." Yeah, it's hilarious. Maybe laugh. Look, if you can't jam to your own music, how do you expect anyone else? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I'd be way too embarrassed. I'd be like, "I'm cringy." <laughs> See, and now I'm thinking of people jamming to their own music, and all I have in my head is Charlie Puth going, "You turn me on like a light switch." I can't wait for that song to come out. See, but when you said, I can't stand people jamming to their own music, my brain was like, then what are concerts? <laughs> wait, did I say can't stand? Isn't that what you said? No, I thought I said I, I love it when people <gasps> jam to their music, because how do they expect anyone else to if they don't jam to their own? Yeah, my, but my brain switched in my head there. Oh, maybe I did say can't. I don't know. I'll find out when I, re- when I yeah. edit this. Either so. way. <laughs> but my brain's like, it's really cringy if you like your own music that you make. Who's like, what do you think concerts are, you dickhead? That's what you have to do. My brain's just imagining Harry Styles just like jamming out to his songs rather than singing them. And I'm like, yes, yeah, boy, boy, girl. <laughs> so 
So yeah, um, I was going to say something else about these recording devices, like these little flames, but it's a bit spoilery, so I won't say anything. Oh, just just spoilery? God, everything is spoilery. Yeah, welcome to reading. Welcome to reading a series, Joe. What, what do you mean? Everything's spoilery. Give me yeah, a little bit on the fire. During a fire. <laughs> um. Okay. It's been mentioned before, and you have definitely forgot about it. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay. Well, can it. you tell me when no. it was mentioned last time? No. Why not? Spoiler. But I've already heard it nope. mentioned last time. Spoiler. Kate. Nope. Come on. Nope. Loosen the purse strings a little bit. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I no. will not be responsible. What are you talking about? <laughs> for but, spoiling. No, no, no. But no, 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 no. Because it is a massive part of but, the end of this book. But, but if I've already read it nope. and I've forgotten, why can't you remind me nope. of the little... <sighs> I've tried hinting at it in last episode as well when these came up and you, it just straight over your head. No, and I was I, like, mm, no, okay. I watched you make a big deal but I was like, you're not going to tell me because it's obviously a big deal so I was like, yeah, it is. It is a big deal. Okay, but now that I know they've mentioned it before, no. why can't I know the old mention? No. But you said if I literally say the one word that I need to say, it will spoil literally the rest of the book. Potatoes. Yep. <sighs> that doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> What is it? I'm not telling. Tell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not telling. <laughs> because it spoils something big for the rest of the book that's also been going on for the entire time so far. So, I can't. I actually, like, I actually can't. French guy's not real. He's made of clay. Okay, so we're ending the episode now because Joe's just spoiled the end of the book. Wait, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to be like, I was joking. <laughs> I was joking. It could be a lie. It could be real. No, Joe will never know until we get to the end of the book. <laughs> they all die in a black hole. Yep. <sighs> My favorite thing. Oh gosh. Moving on. No. Uh, <laughs> you can well, dwell. Yes, on because I need on. to dwell. But yeah, yeah. So they ask Thoth. Um, if he can now please translate the book about Seth. Well, they were and like, they were like tell us more! Like, and he was like, no, no, that's not part of the deal. I'll only read the book for you. And then he didn't even do that. <laughs> he basically, yeah, tells them that they need, you know, all of these ingredients. And then Sadie needs to be in Seth's presence to be able to read what the, up, dog? Yeah, read the inscription. And Sadie just goes, what, sorry, he, I expect him, you just expect him to stand there while I read him to death? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that, amazing. I love that. I thought it was so funny. Because that just made me think of, you know, like, especially, like, in Marvel movies. Okay, so when Iron Man is put getting his suit put on and there's a really long, really long clip of you watching all the gears click into place, yeah. my brain's just like, is the villain just, like, standing there as he gets his suit slowly crawling over him and clicking into place mm. that just that made me laugh because I was like that is thank you that's the most logical response that you can give me right now it makes me so mad I'm like because there's that that Mr. Bean um TikTok where it's like yeah we got we got Mr. Bean looking at his watch looking around like waiting playing with the flowers waiting for Iron Man to put his suit on <laughs> and I'm like oh so yeah, we um, our three ingredients are oh no, two ingredients. We need set secret name and we need um, a feather of truth. And so the feather of truth is obviously the thing they have to go after first because 
It's why easier though in Seth's name. Well, why would they go and visit Seth without this thing? <laughs> or like his If they're going to visit Seth, then they need to, you know, you know what I thought have was so, everything ready. I thought it was so funny, though. They were like, Seth has to tell you or someone dearest to his heart. And I was like, ha! So his wife's going to rat him out? His wife is the love of his life, dearest to his heart. Murder him. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that they've been saying the whole book, remember never to remember her, yes, remember, 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 remember. I, I do remember her because we pointed it out. I didn't remember her the first time around. But after that, <laughs> I, I remember the second or third. I remember her the same time around as Did you remember her name? No, but I remembered <laughs> her. Because she said, remember Seth's wife. So I was like, okay, Seth's wife. Gotcha. She's important. But yeah. So to get the feather Okay, to be fair, go... I didn't remember Horace's or Isis's name. I kept on calling her Iris. And you were like, <laughs> it's Isis. And I went, oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> really so, to get the Feather of Truth, they have to go uh, into the land of the dead. And then Carter says, When you died in ancient Egypt, you had to take a journey to the land of the dead. A really dangerous journey. Finally, you made it to the Hall of Judgment, where your life was weighed on the scales of Anubis. Your heart on one side, the Feather of Truth on the other. If you passed the test, you were blessed with eternal happiness. If you failed, a monster ate your heart and you ceased to exist. Um, and then... Thoth is like <laughs> looking off into the sunset going, oh, I'm at the Devourer. He's such a little cutie. And when you meet him, yes, he is a cutie. Is he like Cerberus? He, okay, the way that I imagine Abbott the Devourer is, you know, in Despicable Me, how he's got the little pet dot, the pet. Oh, he's like that to me. But also, his dog. But also, also, he reminds me of um, Doug. Is it from the Croods, the little crocodile dog yeah, thing. Doug. Yeah, reminds me of him too. Oh, I love Doug. Yeah. Doug is the cutest thing. Just reminds me of him. I fucking love Doug. <laughs> Doug's so adorable. He just wants to play fetch. Yeah. And everyone's afraid of him and he's like, I just want to play fetch. He reminds me of Albie so much. I miss Albie. <laughs> Albie was my Aunt Pat's dog. So yeah, basically Thoth tells them that they need Anubis to be in a good mood if um, they want to get the feather from the Hall of Judgment because um, there's kind of really only one feather, I think, is what they're... Wait, what? Yeah. Well, I think it's 20? <laughs> I think that's what they're getting at here because Sadie says... I so thought we're it was supposed they each to... get a feather or two. Well, she says, so we're supposed to get a feather from this Hall of Judgment. <clears throat> How exactly? And then Thoth suggests that maybe Anubis will be in a good mood. It happens every thousand years or so. And I'm like... Okay, I'm Does gonna recap. I can't remember. Anubis is sexy teenager, right? That Sadie's in love with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that you're supposed to know that yet. Oh. Oopsie. Well, I figured it out. Yeah, okay. Like, really quickly. I was like, oh, so that's Anubis. Obviously, the Death God's the sexy one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how could they not be? You were like, obviously, that's Anubis because he's the only one that I know. <laughs> obviously, but obviously, that's Anubis because he's fucking sexy. All Death Gods are so what we're finding out oh. on this podcast is that Joe has a death kink. Oh no. <laughs> no, we have a Hades kink. There's a difference. Okay, well, what's your excuse for news then? He's closer to your age. Not really, Joe. He's thousands of years old. Um, she literally explained him as a dark-haired, troubled person. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> the first time that I read this, I knew that I wasn't supposed to, but after reading Heroes of Olympus and knowing how much Nico, like, snuck around and, like, you know, got involved with other deities without, without telling anybody else, my brain immediately went, dark-haired, pale boy, Nico? <laughs> and then... My it, god! Like, I had and then it was like, he was Egyptian and he was all this, and I was like, oh no, it's not Nico. But, like, 
That was the first thing that I thought was. As soon as you said dark hair, as like snooping, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Nico. <laughs> all I could think of was and the I scene love in of my Neptune. baby boy Nico. All I could think so of was the scene cute. in Son of Neptune where Percy meets re-meets Nico and Nico's like I have never met this man in my life <laughs> I do not know this <laughs> man but he's like you're a fucking liar yeah. <laughs> I do know you I just don't know from where you just have one of those faces <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of those faces one of those personalities and attitudes and you're like Hazel's there like you literally hate everyone <laughs> she's like shut up <laughs> but yeah then Thoth kind of sends them on their way and they get on to or they there's like a big boat coming out of the sky or like out of, out of somewhere. Out Hang of, on. I have, oh, toward the river. I just have thought for a second. It's a it's an old fashioned paddle wheel steamboat with smoke billowing from its snacks stacks snacks <laughs> snacks. <laughs> the damn snack bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the boat that they're getting on. And I'm yeah. like, why are we getting on a on a riverboat cruise? We just watched Princess and the Frog last night, and <laughs> all I'm thinking is literally a paddle steamer from New Orleans. And I'm like, what is that doing in Memphis? <laughs> that's what I was thinking of too. Just like a big one with the big wheels that go big wheels. Yeah, I was going to say, do they keep on turning? <laughs> yeah. And then I also imagined them all with like shotguns and shooting at crocodiles. <laughs> Yikes, a Rooney. And that's crocodiles. the end of uh, chapter 25. <clears throat> anyway, what were you going to say? Side note. This is just... Um, when Nico first comes to camp, Hazel doesn't know that he's Greek. He thinks She thinks he's Roman. Right? Yeah. Okay. My but she was... also, no, no one understands why he's, like, an ambassador. Like, what do you need an ambassador for? Yeah, they like, don't know that any other deities exist. Yeah, they're like, you're a son of, like, you're a son of, a, you're a son of Nico. You're a son of Apollo. I am so boss that I'm my own guy. So, I'm my own best friend. He's like, you're a son of Pluto. Just get in your cabin. And he's and like. And Hades is like. And he's like. Yeah. Nico was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm keeping, I will say, I'm keeping up with, um, Lore Olympus. It's beautiful. I am, like, 18 episodes in. Oh, get to, like, episode, like, 65. Oh, my God. I'm reading other things, Joe. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Okay, to be fair, I binged Reddit (laughs) in, like, two days. Okay, Joe, do you want to get into chapter 26, Aboard the Egyptian Queen? But wasn't that a good spot to put Hey guys, so just a little interruption here to tell you that Spotify now lets you give podcasts a star rating. Um, we don't want to be too YouTuber cringy and say, go smash that like button. But like, honestly, there's kind of no other way for uh, us to kind of say that. So um, if you guys want to support us, then literally one of the easiest and most helpful things you can do is literally giving us a star rating on Spotify because it helps our podcast be found by new listeners. And we really want to grow this little community that we've had so much fun being part of for the last year so yeah hop on over to the spotify app and just give us that little um give that little star button like a little clicky clicky and um yeah be super fun and like other things that are helpful in supporting us too are like giving us a rate or review on apps like apple podcasts um i'll leave a link down in the description for how to review us there um and you can make it as anonymous as you'd like um but it definitely helps us to boost uh ourselves across multiple platforms as well so if you guys are loving the pod as much as we are, then um, yeah, definitely go rate or review us because it totally helps. And if you want to like engage with us in other ways, you can help us um, grow by simply liking or sharing our memes on um, Instagram. 
And we've been thinking about boosting our social media on TikTok as well to kind of reach more people. So if that's what you guys want to see from us, if that's the kind of content that you want to watch, then absolutely let us know. Um, our Instagram and our Twitter is DanceTakbarPod. And if you'd like to send us an email with even more depth than a review, um, I know, who would have thought it was possible, then our email is DanceTakbarPod at Outlook.com. And yeah, we even read your email aloud on the pod if that's something that you are interested in. And more exciting news, you can also join our book club now. Um, at the time of recording, when we get to the first of the month, we're going to be spending a little bit of time at the end of each episode to discuss what we've read over the last month. And um, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, then you can email us for that too. And you can talk about your monthly reads. Um, you can even give us a recommendation. And we'll read those aloud during our book club as well. And yeah, we, we really hope you guys join us for all this fun, new, exciting stuff. It's all coming your way. So yeah, rate us on Spotify, review us on Apple Podcasts, um, send us some messages on Instagram, Twitter, and our email. And yeah, come join our book club. It's going to be super fun. Okay, chapter 26, Joe, what happens? Oh, fuck, I didn't prepare this far. Okay, hang on, wait, 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 <laughs> On the wait, boat! Wait, 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 I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, on the boat now, meeting Captain Axeface, which I don't understand how he works. I don't get it. I'm like... He's a demon. Okay, but he's got an axe for a head. That becomes very normal for the rest of the series. What? Yeah. So, you know how the demons... Well, that's that like it been... took me a really long time reading Magnus to understand that his sword <laughs> talks to him, but I was like, yeah, I don't... Ha! <laughs> I was like, I don't like it. Well, you know how we've sort of been introduced to demons through visions of set before, and the sure. demons are like, you know, your classic mismatched animals kind of thing. Sure. Well, no. For the rest of the series, they pretty much are like humans with some kind of weapon for a head. <laughs> That's pretty much what they turn into for the rest. A grenade. Holy water. <laughs> Garlic. <laughs> We love Andrew Garfield. <laughs> a coronavirus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but have you seen the extended version of that clip? <laughs> get out of my room! Andrew <laughs> <laughs> says, oh, says, get out of my room. But the captions on it are not my room, it's my room. <laughs> my room! <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love Andrew Garfield so much. I don't even know what that's from. Like, it's I don't know. Play, yeah. Obviously... I try to fend off vampires. Whoever did that camera shot though was be- like beautiful. <laughs> it's the aggressively spraying of the spray bottle. <laughs> it's the because he had a he had a space for everything. It was garlic. <laughs> Holy water! A crucifix. <laughs> there was no gap after oh crucifix. It was immediately. <laughs> so he looked crazy. Oh God, it was just it. so well done. <laughs> It's one of my favourite clips. It's so yes. good. Yes. Okay, so they're on the boat. <laughs> they're meeting Axe Face. Sorry. They reacquaint with Bast. Fine with a fucking mood. Okay, yes. 26, go on. <laughs> I've <laughs> tried to do this three times. Chapter 26, aboard the Egyptian Queen. Joe, what happens? <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> That's literally what Carter and Sadie are thinking when they see yeah. Axe Face. They're like, what the fuck, Richard? Well, they're like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> be like, be like, so I'm I guess this is our normal. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay. 
Reality like, is just vibrating. Asked her to be like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, she's why don't I have one? And she was like, oh my god, a talking egg. She's like, there's a there's a body attached to it though. I don't appreciate that. Slop that off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm imagining him fighting people. You know, we talked about Thoth as his receptionist and an Ibisus and how they type. Imagine Blessing oh Guy just throwing his head around. Oh! <laughs> I'm imagining a Naruto run with his arms <laughs> <laughs> behind his back and just like running full force, like ram rotting people with his head and just being like, slash, slash, motherfucker. I don't want to use my head! Oh! <laughs> Imagine if he had like two little mini double sided axes in his hands as well, and he's like, Slash, slash. <laughs> oh god, how does he or, speak? or he headbangs into people? <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> imagine if, it, if he ends up knocking them down, he would just have to like headbang them up. <laughs> like he's playing whack a mole <laughs> with his face. <laughs> You're like, at what point is he like? I know he doesn't have a mouth, but like he speaks from the front. So at what point, if he's like headbanging, is his mouth like? <laughs> like when is he chomping, chomping people? <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> what else happens in chapter twenty six? I'm just thinking whack a mole with your face. I'm thinking. Anyway. So, they're on the boat, they meet Axe Face, they're reacquainted with Bass, and she's like, what's up kids? And they're like, oh great, you're alive. (laughs) What's up fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, alright, let's have dinner. And Carter's suit, I made made a note here that was like, I did a mental note. (laughs) Carter was super, super happy that there was more culture in this. Um, cuisine that he was offered. He was like, thank God, it's not just like cheese and bread. It's like, we've got some flavours in here. It's just like side-eyeing Bath, like, oh, why didn't you pack a proper picnic lunch, Mum? <laughs> well, because like, Sadie's grown up just like eating cheese and bread, so he's like, you don't have a palate. And he's like, you need a better palate. And so oh, he's God. like, yes! We've got you Mexican, we've got you Indian, we've got you... Just Mexican and Indian. That's well. I remember those as far as Joe's palate. I think he also said pizza and hamburgers, and I was like, "Well, that's white people food. I can't think of anything else." (laughs) We own it. Well, sorry, not we claim. Sorry, pizza's Italian, but like burgers are white people. Pizza is barely the pizza that we know is not Italian. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and American pizza's not not Italian. That's just tomato soup. It's under the sauce. It's under the cheese. It's under the sauce. I hate that. <sighs> Just call it lasagna. The concept, the I thought even the TikTok trend. I was no, like, if the cheese it on a Chicago pizza, well, they call if, it pies, don't they? Yeah, deep dish pizza is literally a pie. But if the don't cheese is under the sauce on a deep dish pizza, cook then probably. just call it a lasagna. Like it's just a circular lasagna. Ah. But it's just cheese and sauce. <laughs> No, still to me. Yeah, no. No, I don't want to eat soup when I'm thinking pizza. But also, I don't want to just eat cheese and bread when I'm thinking pizza. I I need toppings. Yeah, if you need a knife and fork for your pizza, it's not a pizza. No. If you need a spoon for your pizza, it's not a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where are we going with this? Oh yeah, they have dinner. <laughs> They're sitting at the table eating. They have dinner and they have a chat and then they go to sleep. Yeah. That's go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's literally the chapter is though. Yeah. I mean, we get to learn a lot. I mean, sure, we learn a lot. Where's the arc? Where's the arc? We didn't learn anything. We get to learn. Um, I think the most That's interesting. The most interesting part of this whole chapter is they confront Bast about why she left, and they know yeah. that she. They know, make her feel guilty, and she was like, "I was dying." <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the most interesting part of the whole chapter. So, hang on, if I just go to that, yeah, it was section. Okay, so <laughs> before they even like ask Bast about it, Sadie and Carter have like a moment, like <laughs> sharing like looks between each other, being like, "You asked me, yeah, you do it, you do it." I thought that was cute. I was Definitely like, "Yes, they that. have their own language now." Well, I'm just loving as that siblings do. Siblings do that. Yeah, yeah we so do that. It's just very nice. Look at each other, and you're like, that. "Yeah." But then Carter you, goes, you're not going to stab me because it grosses you out. <laughs> <laughs> but then Carter is like in his brain. Of course, Sadie's better at giving dirty looks, so I lost the contest, and he's the one who has to ask Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so Bast says, I haven't been on board since the night your mother died. Your parents had docked this boat on the Thames. After the accident, your father brought me here. This is where we made our deal. And then Carter realizes that she meant right there at the table. When you said that, my brain was like, this is where your father and I made out. (laughs) I was like, excuse me! (laughs) Yeah. Father and I made the deal. Carter uh, thinks, my father had sat here in despair after after mum's death with no one to console him except the cat goddess, an axe demon and a bunch of floating lights. I studied Bast's face in the dim light. I thought about the painting we'd found at Graceland. Even in human form, Bast looked so much like a cat, a cat drawn by some artist thousands of years ago. It wasn't just a chaos monster, was it? I asked. Bast eyed me. What do you mean? The thing you were fighting when our parents released you from the obelisk. It wasn't just a chaos monster. You were fighting Apophis. And then all of the fires, like, dim. <laughs> as soon as he says the name of Hoppus. And Bast is like, shh, don't say that name. <laughs> she says, don't say the serpent's name. Especially as we head into the night. Night is his realm. And then Sadie shakes her head in dismay. It's true then. Why didn't you say anything? Why did you lie to us? Bast drops her gaze. Sitting in the shadows, she looked weary and frail. Her face was etched with the traces of her old battle scars. I was the Eye of Ra, she spoke quietly. The sun god's champion the instrument of his will. Do you have any idea what an honour it was? When people see pictures of Ra's warrior cat, they assume it's Sekhmet, the lioness. And she was his first champion, it's true. But she was too violent, too out of control. Eventually, Sekhmet was forced to step down, and Ra chose me as his fighter. Little bast. Why do you sound ashamed? Sadie asked. You said it's an honour. At first I was proud, Sadie. I fought the serpent for ages. Cats and snakes are mortal enemies. I did my job well. But then Ra withdrew to the heavens. He bound me to the serpent with his last spell. He cast us both into that abyss, where I was charged to fight the serpent and keep it down forever. A realisation crept over Carter. So you weren't a minor prisoner. You were imprisoned longer than any of the other gods? And then Bast closes her eyes. I still remember, still remember Ra's words. My loyal cat, this is your greatest duty. And I was proud to do it for centuries. Then millennia. Can you imagine what it was like? Knives against fangs, slashing and thrashing, a never-ending war in the darkness. Our life forces grew weaker, my enemies and mine, and I began to realise that that was Ra's plan. The serpent and I would rip each other to nothingness, and the world would be safe. Only in this way could Ra withdraw in peace of mind, 
knowing chaos would not overcome Mart. I would have done my duty too. I had no choice until all your parents gave you an escape route, Carter said. And you took it. Bass looked up miserably. I am the queen of cats. I have many strengths. But to be honest, Carter, cats are not very brave. So yeah, I like all of this because I like seeing Bass. very good. Little, like, I like seeing her open up to these kids who like, and I like that she admits that cats aren't very brave, especially in the face of like everything that we've seen her do to protect Sadie, first of all, mm. and then Carter, second of all. <laughs> like, he's very second to oh, her. But, like, all of the ways that she just tries to protect them, it's all very brave, and just, like, taking on board everything that they do or that they say and that they know nothing. Like, it's interesting that she sees herself as not being brave, but, like, she most definitely is. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I just really love her character a lot. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I really liked it. And I also, I mean, I like that, you know, she... Especially when, when she was, like, I mean, I always love it when you read about, because I'm sure that everybody goes this through their lives, like, the you realise that the person that you idolise has faults, or, like, they're, they're like, a person, too. And in this scenario, it's, this is a okay. dog. Yeah, well, we're going to put it in real scenarios. So, like, as a child, I had somebody that I idolised and I thought of them as angelic and then as I grew up, I realised as time went on, they're human, they have just as many flaws as I do mm-hmm. and, like, these and the understanding them and, you know, growing myself in that scenario. For Bast, unfortunately, it took her millennia <laughs> to to do that and fighting She was busy, Joe. Fighting a monster for millennia. But I always find it really interesting. I mean, it, it did rock her world, and it changed her whole perspective. And it you totally rocks. It sent her into kind of like a guilt-depression spiral. Maybe it's not the best thing. Oh, well. well I just think, like... Just so coming, putting, taking off the rose-colored glasses and seeing the world as it is. I just think it's really interesting having her go from... And she, I mean, she's still a goddess. Having her go from being so proud to be Ra's warrior and then coming to terms with the fact that he's basically abandoned her to a job that was his and so she both signed up for it and didn't sign up for it at the same time yeah because Ra's whole um sailing through the duat every night and being reborn again in the morning he's supposed to fight off chaos in that trip through the duat every night but then he's just kind of delegated this role to because he got sick of it to Bast but it's like his main role and so, when he withdrew to the heavens, obviously because he's reigned there because of what Isis did to him, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just interesting that he, yeah, I mean, like, he was thinking of, obviously, the rest of the world being like, well, this is a job that has to be done, but, he's like, also fit to wasn't, do it. yeah, but he also wasn't anticipating the fact that no, this no. isn't Bast's whole like this isn't her journey and so by forcing that journey onto her he just didn't think about the consequences yeah he will you know that's not like if everything is fated or if everything if everybody has their place in not society but their place in you know what their cosmos yeah okay we can use the cosmos this is not the reason for Bast's existence the reason for her existence is not to fight off chaos that's Ra's role that is what his 
whole thing is whole shebang is about. That's the reason that he was yeah. the king of the gods mm-hmm. of the Egyptian gods. The reason he was the pharaoh of the Egyptian gods. Yeah, not Bast. And so you and can't him, him send resigning, a lieutenant to do the king's job. Him resigning is what caused all these issues in the first place. Which we're going to draw it back. ISIS is the reason yeah. for all these fucking problems. Yeah. But I think it's just interesting like, that Like, Set was never evil when Ra was the king because Set had his own job. And then, so when Set retired, I mean, not Set, when Ra retired, that was when all the chaos started to leak out and all yeah. this yuckiness started to happen. Well, I just think so it's interesting I that Bast realized that she'd been basically sentenced to death by the person that she most respected and the person that she most admired believed and in so, worship yeah in yeah. realizing that he had given her a death sentence of course she took the first way out of it but then since then the guilt that she has felt for taking that way out she has tried to do everything to gain favor with anyone and everyone that's just like really an interesting character development for me like i, I think it's it was, really it was nice to read yeah well i think it's just nice especially because like well the gods the way he is to. And, like yeah, it's, um, oh, absolutely, it's very refreshing compared to, like, yeah. it's just very selfless, almost. Yeah. I mean, like, the abandoning her post, if we say abandoning in quotation marks, um... I should say escaping her, yeah. her punishment. Seems very selfish, but then everything that she's done since then, like, she immediately tried to help Ruby as soon as she, you know, got into the mortal realm. She, you know, volunteered to be Ruby's host, or to, for Ruby to be her host so that she could help her and Ruby declined, and then since then she has basically put herself in debt to Julius, and he has, she has taken on this role of being Sadie's protector and now Carter's protector. She's taken on this role of literally raising these children. And saving the world. Yeah, basically. them. And so she's still, like, I feel like her, um, she's, like, so undecided still on where she stands on everything, and so while she's not actively fighting swords or knives against fangs as she was against Apophis in the actual duad like she's still working on the other side of it to keep him at bay and to keep him like she's still doing everything that she can and the process of that putting her life at risk yeah which she did for millennia absolutely but the process of that is literally changing the belief system of magicians once again which is why she's so you know you guys are godlings deal with it this is the way it's going to be now and she's just like she's really pushing for that because she knows that she can't go back to killing herself every day to stave off this. Yeah, she was like, "I need to evolve monster. so that yeah, the society she can be better." Is basically, or has been, almost single-handedly trying to restore order and chaos herself. Yeah, because of Ra's fuck up and because of Isis's fuck up, and I really love that for Bast. I love that arc for her, mm-hmm. and I. We She's do get to running see the, the show. She absolutely is. And so it just, like, when you asked episodes ago, why is Bast important? Why do we care about her? I don't know who she is. Why is she just there? I was just sitting there oh going, Oh, God. Oh. Regretting my words, right? Yeah. No, I like. Oh, I was literally sitting there going, You wait until you. I find was going to say, To be she fair. Is super important. <laughs> to be fair, for, you know, past Joe, she was she was right in her statements at the time, because it was like, we yeah. don't really know much about her, but like, why is she around? We just know she's a badass. Well, because, well, it wasn't until up until... Badass this, kitty cat. It wasn't up until this point that, mm-hmm. you know, because literally everyone is saying, even Bart, oh, like, Bast wasn't denying, like, you're a minor goddess. Like, yeah. not to be rude, but there's a reason they call you a minor goddess, also you're in the cat goddess. 
no, now we know for reals what's for realsies what she's all about. No, yeah, that was beautiful. I love that. Yeah, but so the other thing that I think we need to pay attention to is the fact that she said that she was the eye of Ra. And so the only other time we've heard a mention of an eye is the eye of Horus. Mm-hmm. And so then Bast tells Carter that he is the eye of Horus. So he is basically Horus's, like, Horus's lieutenant. Horus's he was looking glad. champion. It just happens to be that Horus is also possessing him at the moment. <laughs> so it's interesting when you think about the fact that, like, Carter and Horus are all, are like, obviously, once a god, once a mortal. But when you think about Bast being Ra's eye... They're both gods, and so like it's a different playing field of what that means. And I know yeah. that doesn't make any sense to you because we're not up to a place where you fully understand where I'm coming from. Sure, but, it's, but that's um, a nice cookie to put in. Cookie, you know, or like Easter egg. Okay, <laughs> I was Sorry. like cookie. Cookie's not the right word. Easter egg to put in. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, a mortal being your eye that makes sense. Okay, so another god being your eye is weird. Um, yeah, then we get, um, Carter basically has a nap, and <laughs> we get to see him. I love the comment where he was like, I need an extra strength magic pillow because I'm sick of falling asleep and my bar going everywhere. Yeah. Well, so his bar travels funny. to see Angry Frenchman this time, and, um, Angry Frenchman, his plane is, like, going through some severe turbulence at the moment because Set is, like, <laughs> below that piece of junk. Out of the sky! <laughs> That's literally... His, his thoughts at the moment, and uh, yeah, Angry Frenchman is just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, then we get a little uh, flashback into, or Carter gets to see Isis and Horus standing over uh, Osiris's coffin, the moment that Horus and Osiris oh, Osiris, Isis found <laughs> Osiris's, <laughs> I get, I get on yeah, <laughs> the moment that Horus and Isis found uh, Osiris's sarcophagus that Set had hidden yep, and then yep. Set comes in and goes ha ha you found it but ha ha yeet and he like yeah basically he mists the um the sarcophagus into like a million pieces not a million pieces I think it's like 40 pieces or something and scatters them all over Egypt so that like Bunch nobody yeah so that nobody can find Osiris ever again spoiler they find Osiris, they put him back together again, but they don't do a good he's job bloody because now dumpy. he's a zombie god. Yeah, yeah, the way they said that, though, literally, yeah. They're like, he will forever haunt, be like uh, the ghost of a god, and I was like, no, oh, yeah. Well, they call him, hang on, so, Horace says, as he's showing Carter this uh, vision, he says, my mother and Aunt Nephthys spent years searching for the pieces of the coffin and father's body. When they collected all 14, my cousin Anubis helped bind my father back together with mummy wrappings, but still, Mother's Magic could not bring him back to life fully. Osiris became an undead god, a half-living shadow of my father, fit to rule only in the Duat. But his loss gave me anger. Anger gave me the strength to defeat Set and take the throne for myself. You must do the same. Cut says, I don't want a throne. I want my dad. You're not my dad. Uh, don't don't deceive yourself. Set is merely toying with you. He will bring you to despair and sorrow, and your sorrow will make you weak. And then kind of goes, but I have to save my dad. <laughs> and Horace Literally, says, that is not your mission. The world is at stake. Basically, shut the fuck up. Your dad is not important right now. Literally. The state of the world is important. We but um, to be honest, if it was me, I wouldn't care about the world either. Well, hearing that, I was like... But this is very Percy vibes of Carter right now. 
Well, I hearing that I was like, well, Thoth was constantly saying to Sadie and Isis, Sadie slash Isis, so it was like, Oi Isis, you know, stop being so controlling, let yeah. Sadie do it. So I was like, is this another way? The way I read this was like, oh, Horace is trying to manipulate Carter into letting him possess him. Like, like this is just like the pavement he's laying mm-hmm. so that he can mm-hmm. eventually convince and manipulate Carter into being like, let me possess you. Let me take full control. So that's what my brain's focused on. Yeah. But it could mean more, you know. But, you know, that's what I'm stuck on. Yeah. But then so um, Carter wakes up. And basically, bastard say you're like, dude, we are about to go into the first cataract, and that freaks me out because cataracts are for eyes. And if I think of the rings of the Dua as eyes, that is gonna freak me the fuck out, so I can't do it. Anyway, that's the end of chapter 26. Joe, let's get into chapter 27 a demon with free samples. Okay, so they're on the boat heading to the under, to the land of the dead. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. To the left, I almost said underworld. I'm like, nope, that's the wrong royal franchise. Well, right franchise. No, it is much, underworld. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, land of the dead. Hang to the land of the dead. They're on their little journey, and they have to go through their little tasks. Not little, they almost die a bunch of times. They go through the rapids. They make it. Khufu drives. <laughs> um, and then their next stop is some giant who was Shethmu! Shethmu! Who was the guardian of No, he was the bodyguard. Yeah, pretty much. Of someone important. I can't remember who it was. He's Osiris' royal executioner. Oh. That was, that was wrong. <laughs> Osiris's. So he was Osiris' bodyguard slash executioner. That's a very different role to what I was thinking. Anywho. And then the task that they're set with is guessing his name before they move on to the River of Fire. Boom! That's the River of Fire. That, that's the whole chapter. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the whole chapter. So, um, but we do learn some uh, things that you need to remember in this chapter. Do we? Yeah. You wouldn't think, but yeah, we do. So, um, I just said as you that. Um, <laughs> that the fact that this is called the first like the, this place that they're in is called the first cataract okay. made me think of the only things that I know in reference to cataracts is eyes and if you have cataracts in your eyes you can't see sure when I heard the word cataract I heard my brain translated that to calluses and I was like but, crusty ass feet but the fact that <laughs> these are like you have to go through several cataracts to get to the land of the dead <laughs> my brain went so you have to go through like several crusty eye holes <laughs> to get and I was like it was just like a gross image in my brain so yeah there is that um but yeah so this episode basically starts off with them yes going on some little rapidos but we also get to Um, so I can open the page probably. We also get to uh, see a little bit of how the Egyptian underworld works and its similarities to the Greek underworld. So you've got like your lines of dead waiting to be let into 
the right place, you know, depending on what rights they were given when they died or, like, whatever else. And so I like that world building. But we also get to see um, when the boat goes past all of these lives of dead people, they basically, like, look up in, like, awe and wonder and they start going a little bit wild. And Carter is like, what the hell is going on? Why are they so excited to... um, well, we switched perspectives, we're now in Sadie's. Oh, yeah, right, sorry. Um, but yeah, so Bath says uh, they're the lost and confused, confused spirits who never found their way to the Hall of Judgment. And Sadie asks why they're so sad, and then Carter says, well, they're dead. <laughs> and I'm and like, she was like, thank you, Catherine Obvious. Uh, inside. And then Sadie says it's more than that, it's like they're expecting someone. And then Bath just casually says, well, they're expecting Ra. For eons, Ra's glorious sunboat would travel this route each night, fighting off the forces of Apophis. Um, it was dangerous. Every night, a fight for existence. But as he passed, Ra would bring sunlight and warmth to the Duat, and these lost spirits would rejoice, remembering the world of the living. And Carter says, but that's a legend. The earth revolves around the sun. The sun never actually descends under the earth. And Ba says, have you learned nothing of Egypt? Conflicting stories can be equally true. The sun is a ball of fire in space, yes. But its image you see as it crosses the sky, the life-giving warmth and light it brings to the earth, that was embodied by Ra. The sun was his throne, his source of power, his very spirit. But now Ra has retreated into the heavens. He sleeps and the sun is just the sun. Ra's boat no longer travels on its cycle through the Duat. He no longer lights the dark, and the dead feel his absence most keenly. And then um, Axeface says, Indeed, legend says the world will end when Ra gets too tired to continue living in his weakened state. Apophis will swallow the sun. Darkness will reign. Chaos will overcome Mart, and the serpent will reign forever. So, I just had a note that was the whole, like, conflicting stories can be equally true, and, like, explaining the difference between those things. Okay, the Greek and the Egyptian gods. (laughs) Yeah, but I just had a note that it's, like, a really good analogy for, like, faith versus fact. So, like, Carter is really leaning into the whole real science can explain this and I like that not as someone who believes in religion because I don't really but um I respect people who do yeah but so like I understand that you can have your own story for like something explaining another thing so the way that Bass talks about Ra's internal light or like his presence being the thing that lights up the world around him because he embodies the sun so he is quote unquote the sun in a different way than Carter is meaning the actual sun so Ra is not the actual sun he just embodies recognition and power and so when he would travel through the Duat he was like the person that all of these shades looked up to and they were like oh well and he was a constant. And he yeah. was always there. Well, it's the same as, like, if you... They always say a rising sun can symbolise hope. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, it's, it literally, he's just a symbol for something. Yeah. But it's, like, the same way that, like, anyone can have vibes. Basically, Ra just has sun vibes, you know? Yeah. Like, you know how you can walk into a womb... At, uh, into a womb. Into a womb. <laughs> you walk no, into no, a womb. I hope nobody's walking into a womb. My God. But if you're walking the into, like, of the a room at, like... So if I... If I'm talking about at work... There are definitely certain people at work who just have sunshine vibes compared to people who do not have sunshine vibes. Yeah. There are some people that have thunderstorm vibes. Oh, extremely. There are some, like, you know, it's like happy puppy vibes. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I just... It's just, it's just I just, oozing. I don't really have anything to, like, say here. I just think that that is a very good, like, Bast saying, um... That's a good explanation for... Yeah. Saying that conflicting stories can be equally true. I like that that is, like, this whole section is basically just... And they're recognising that. They're yeah. like, yes... I like that one. They're like, your science is real, yes. Yeah. They're like, we're not disregarding your science. It also doesn't mean you can disregard our re- our beliefs. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's nice. So, yeah. Then, um, basically, Axeface tells Sadie that she has to go to the front of the boat because the first challenge is about to come. And they're like, why do we need to be challenged? And uh, Bath says, <laughs> Why can't souls- we just get there? Okay. Yeah. Bath says, Mortal souls are always challenged. You must prove your worth to enter the land of the dead. And I'm, I'm like, like, fuck you. I know some very unworthy gods. <laughs> well, makes sense. Like, it's it's a place for dead people, not for living people. So you have to have a real good reason to come down here. The okay. same as, like, in the Greek underworld. Playing devil's advocate. Well, it's like, the same as the Greek underworld. You need to have a really good reason to go down there. Otherwise, you're trapped there forever. Like, the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Like, <laughs> um, I just want to say hey to my Uncle Hades. What's wrong with that? And he's like, what's up, Hurst? Say hey. What a wonderful time today. Oh. You gotta learn to love and play. I don't know the way. Get along with, with each, each other. other. Hey. That's from Arthur, I think. Yeah, it is. That's the intro. Yeah. And so anyway, they get to um, their destination, and then a giant figure erupted from the river. I could see him only from the waist up this sea, but he towered several meters over the boat. His body was humanoid, bare-chested, and hairy with purplish skin. A rope belt was tied around his waist, festooned with leather pouches, severed demon heads, and other charming bits and bobs. Now, did you just think Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> his head was a strange combination of a lion and a human, with gold eyes and a black mane done in dreadlocks. His blood-spattered mouth was feline, with bristly whiskers and razor-sharp fangs. He roared, scaring Khufu right off the gangplank. The poor baboon did a flying leap into Carter's arms, which knocked them both to the <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, this is um Shesmu. I love that name. I think it's so funny. Well, I thought it was Shesmu. so silly though because he was like, "My name is Shesmu. What's my name?" Yeah. Well, Shesmu. well, no. So it's different. So I got the it, whole thing was funny. that yeah, but the whole thing that they're talking about the secret name. What's your name? Business. What? What is your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. Yeah. I like the whole... So, the way that they think about secret names is... And we're basically revealed uh, in this bit. They tell Sadie to just, like, distract Shesmu, get him talking, like, whatever else. Um, they don't directly say that to her, but Bass kind of, like, Bass indicates... Does. Oh, yeah. But they kind of indicate... They can't directly lead Sadie to that. She has to come to it on her own. But, like, they kind of lead her there anyway. And she, like, as soon as she starts chance. asking the right questions, I just have bastard, like, yes, on the right track, you got it! Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I just also love that Shesmu is, like, really, really daft about this thing. And so yeah. literally gives away his secret name. Gives away his secret name. They tell the secret name. He goes, why does everybody always guess right? <laughs> you're so like, you're like, like Jimmy, I, come on. So his secret name is... His secret name is Shesmu, Slaughterer of Souls, Fierce of Face. And so the thing is about the secret name in this business, it's not actually another, like, first name that he's been given. It's titles. Yeah. And so you have to say them in the right order to get the right 
potency. The combination. Yeah, to get the right combination. And so when it comes to other secret names, like it's just interesting to keep that in mind because it's like in the same kind of way that like if you were having to make a prayer to a certain person, um, like if we're talking Roman gods, there were there's like one um, horrible history skit that comes to mind where they like before a war, all the Romans have to go in to like the Roman priest and they have to pay. Oh, respect. They have to pray to yeah. the right gods to like help them through the war. They didn't know. Pray to this god. Yeah, pray so to like, this god. When they're praying to those gods, they have to give them the right titles in the right order to like give them the proper respect and give them the yeah. pro- like have them be properly part of um, their blessings. And so this kind of works in the same way when you're giving when you're saying somebody's secret name, you are, like, paying them respect as well as, like, taking away. It's, like, just an interesting concept. Do you understand where I'm coming from or am I just not finishing sentences Yeah. But I also like that that means that we probably know characters like Percy, we know his secret name, because it's, like, son of Poseidon, the earth shaker, or like, we know Poseidon's secret name, Poseidon, the earth shaker, the, you know, father of God of the sea. Yeah, literally, God of thunder, not thunder, but like, (laughs) or like, we know Jason Grace's, um, secret name, because his secret name is like, Jason Grace, Prater of the Twelfth Legion, you know, Toppler of Cronus' chair, he's got like, all of these titles, whatever. Homewrecker. Son of Jupiter, (laughs) like, all of this. Vandalizer. (laughs) But he has all of these titles to make him seem like more important, and then we just hear him say them. Hear him say them. It's just like, who is this boy, and why is he so pretentious? <laughs> it's just I don't know if I'm explaining this in the right way. Albus, Percival, Wolfric, right? Yeah, but yeah, I just I think it's interesting the way that they go about the secret name business in this series because it's literally it's not like your name is Joe, but your secret name is actually my Harry. name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like your name is actually Harriet, and that's the name I have to come up with. Like, Why would you pick Harriet? No, eighteen hundreds name. What's wrong with the name Harriet? I'm not eighty-seven. <laughs> that's the problem. But yeah, I just I kind of yeah I like that concept that it's not a name, it's a title. So anyway, I'll just leave it with that. And that's pretty much they defeat Shed Move by saying. Wait, you like that? I thought name. it was weird. Was it like, is weird, but it's I was like, that's not your name. It's weird, but it's all. <laughs> It's weird, but it's also different. And anyway, that's where chapter twenty eight, um, chapter twenty seven. I should say. So I'm just, just a way of saying things. Just make me go. I'm a prompt. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe. Do you have any final thoughts on these three chapters? Don't have any final thoughts. Okay. No. Well, do you want to get into our? I've already forgotten what Amber named shadows and. Our prediction segment. Wow. Okay, Joe. It's shadows and something. Statues. Statues. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we, we just get, like a little we get a fifty percent. I need like a like a wind chime. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, just need like shadows a, like, and a, like a wind chime. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's your prediction for the next episode, Joe? Well, they face fire. The fire trial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's it called again? The ring of fire. Oh. Oh, you shouldn't give it away. You said if you don't know that reference, <laughs> you suck. I didn't want it to sound like we were just moaning on. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if we 
with the ring of fire! <laughs> Anyway, that's my predictions. Amazing. We love that. 
So, um, yeah, you guys should definitely tune in to the next episode. <laughs> and we will be covering chapters 28 to 30 of The Red Pyramid. So, get around yeah. it, people. Get around it. Get excited. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to send us an email, we are uh, damnsnackbuckpot at outlook.com. Yo. And if you want to send us a message on Instagram or Twitter, we are at damnsnackbuckpod. All of our merch links is down in the description today, Ooh. down in the show notes. And so is all of our, like, personal... Um, social media as well yeah yes yeah um, come talk to us send us an email <laughs> that like voice made me think of something but I can't remember what it right? was right I know it was as like straight like, in my head was straight like, out again it's just like a latte <laughs> oh no it's um on a latte on a chocolate no uh, it's that where the fuck you at yeah that tiktok that tiktok, TikTok. Like, that's what it is <laughs> I'm in the kitchen making a yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're at the beach, then where you are? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm at work. <laughs> doing my shirt money. I'm at home. Doing my taxes. <laughs> see well, you next time. Bye. You're on TikTok. Yes, we will guys, we will guys see you in the next one. Yas. Okay, bye. bye. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>